Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for September 17th, 2019. Um, This is episode 29 of the Conrad Life Report. It's been 15 days since the last Life Report. I think the last one was uh, recorded and released on Labor Day, I think. Um, So it's been two weeks. Two mostly uneventful weeks, which is pretty nice after a very eventful August. But um, uh, now that I'm thinking back to that morning where I recorded the last one of these, um, that day was kind of weird. We had a big rainstorm here in New York City, and Oliver and I decided to uh, walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, which we hadn't done in a few months. And then um, it started to drizzle and rain by the time we got past the uh, Manhattan Tower and um, the Manhattan Side Tower on the bridge and we started to walk faster and faster and uh, by the time we were off the bridge it was it was pouring, really pouring and Oliver who's normally fine in the rain actually was starting to get uncomfortable and complain so I was racing to the Fulton Street sort of transportation hub entrance and from there we went underground and walked all the way to the Oculus, where we hung out. He likes the Oculus. Um, so that was that was Labor Day. Um, so I wrote notes for this episode like two days ago, and I had to sort of like go back and think about what I've actually done the last couple of weeks. Um, like I said, it's been uneventful, but it's been good. Uh, it's been a good uneventful, but um, my dad is still stable. He's okay. Uh, so he's still in that in that center he was in in Cincinnati when I left Cincinnati um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he'll be there another two weeks, it seems like, and then hopefully he'll go home. We'll see. Um, but on that note, uh, I had a great email exchange with my um, old friend Brett Valley, um, and his dad is aging too, and you know a lot of people our age or going through all this. And um, he just had a great perspective, which I was very pleased um, to hear because it lined up with what I was thinking because my dad's lived a long life. And, um, you know, my friend Brett was saying that really all you can do is is be, is when you're dealing with this in general, um, both on the micro and macro level is just, is to, uh, just sort of like, you know, be filled with gratitude and uh, pitch in. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm racked with guilt for living in New York City and not being in Cincinnati, but I don't know what to do. It's just an impossible situation. But um, I'm definitely filled with gratitude and I am definitely pitching in and trying to be there and helping as much as I can. And thankfully, my family tells me that. I don't. I don't go seeking affirmation that I'm that they're okay with everything, but they seem to be, which is nice. Um, anyway, and it was nice to have this exchange with Brett on email because he is one of the world's great email writers. I feel like he writes emails like people used to write letters. Every email has a nice little arc, and he he just knows how to write well. And I I, I kind of want to like save them all and one day published <laughs> like his email should be published as letters they're they're just really great and inspiring and they're so good that when i respond i i, I stop and i 
I make I edit my own emails before I send them. I, I make sure they're they're worthy of <laughs> of eyes other than his reading because um, <laughs> because if they ever got released in some like like I said this fantasy of like oh they should be published as letters but I mean he's such a good email writer that I make sure my emails are worthy of of being read by him. Um, He's in Durham, by the way, um, Durham, North Carolina. Uh, he was here for many years, and um, this is a nice segue into the books part of, of, of this episode because um, Brett used to know a person named uh, Meg Later, who I now know. Meg is um, an editor at, at Penguin Random House, and she's also a young adult um, author. And I recently read, she lives here in the neighborhood in Carroll Gardens, and uh, she's actually the tenant of Pete and Kara, uh, frequently mentioned on this podcast, um, friends of the pod, and uh, and friends of me. Anyway, Meg uh, gave me a copy a couple of weeks ago of her um, book, which is just recently now out on paperback, published by Simon Pulse, um, which is, I guess, a YA division of Simon and Schuster. I think um, I'm assuming so. Anyway, it's called Letting Go of Gravity. Um, again, it's a young adult novel. I have not read a young adult novel since I was a young adult. Unless you count Harry Potter and the um, Sorcerer's Stone, which is a gray area. It's like, it does qualify as a young adult book, I, I suppose, a young adult fantasy book. But um, it's kind of like, it's, it's <laughs> um, sort of goes beyond genre in a sense. But in terms of like a strict YA novel, I hadn't read one since um, I was a teen or a tween or whatever. And uh, I don't think I'm biased simply because um, I'm friends with Meg, but this book was excellent. Um, to read this story, like I, the characters were so like realistic and you felt such sympathy towards them. The dialogue seemed never forced. Uh, the um, the heartstring pulling was perfectly um, tempered. It's funny too at certain points, and you know, wow! Like why? I, I I mean I can't imagine every YA novel is as good as hers because I this was clearly an excellent book, and can't, they can't all be excellent, or or can they? But um, really fantastic book for like the week I read it on the subway, I was riveted and, um, I can't wait to give it to my niece. She, my older niece, um, she already knows that, um, I read it and that my friend wrote this book and who lives on union street. And, um, so the book also takes place in Cincinnati. Meg is from Cincinnati and, uh, I understood, or I mean, I recognized every single local reference, um, like every single one, except for um, this, there's one place, which I'm pretty sure is intentionally a fictional place. But um, yeah, everything else was mentioned. There's even mentions of the National in there because they they go to a National record release signing at Shake It Records, which is a real um, and cool record store in Cincinnati. Which I don't believe that. Which actually, I confirmed the National have never done an, a, a signing there. Um, but um, I do know that they are friends of that store because Shake It Records co-released with Brassland Records um, the original Cherry Tree EP. Um, the ten-inch um, release is 
technically like the label that released it is um, Brassland slash Shake It. So I don't know if Meg knew that, but yeah, there's a national and Shake It connection. Um, and I bought my copy of Cherry Tree at Shake It Records uh, long ago uh, when I was once when I was home visiting, and it was they used to have it for sale, like a stack of them behind the register. Um, so one day I was just like, I'll take a cherry tree. And they said, okay. And, uh, now they go for like money on eBay now that the national become big. And this was not a very big release. Um, but anyway, so there was a, there is a national and shake it, uh, connection beyond what Meg wrote in the book. But anyway, very touching book, letting go of gravity. And there's this, there's a part in the book where the narrator talks about, um, like a year or two in the past where the, her grandmother had had spent a few weeks or months at a nursing home before passing. And um, the description of this nursing home was perfectly described the place that my dad's been in the last, in and out of the last few months. Um, it's an, I mean, it's where my dad's been is a nursing home as well as a rehab center, but it's all one building kind of uh, newish with like, you, like polished wood, corridors and sort of innocuous art and plants and what really struck me was in the book there's a description of an aviary like a glass aviary where like these little finches these tiny birds live and I don't know if this is a thing that every home has and maybe it is but um, you know I love to wheel my dad over to this aviary and uh, this the narrator does the exact same thing with her grandmother in the book which just kind of like really struck me because I had just done this a couple of weeks previous. Um, so sometimes like books find you at just the right time when you need them and that's what's happened with this book. So I loved it. Um, Letting Go of Gravity by Meg Later, L-E-D-E-R. Uh, if you have any interest in reading a young adult book and it's a quick read, um, I would recommend this one. Um, and yeah, what have I moved on to? I've then unfroze my hold on the Obelisk Gate, which is the second in the trilogy by um, N.K. Jemison. Um, and I like I'm about I guess seventy pages in, and it's really good. It's uh, it's, it's kind of more bleak, if, if possible, than even the last one. But um, yeah, and, and I guess I I don't know when I'll read the third one. Hopefully, right after this, but. I have two other books on hold at the library. One is um, Exhalation, Exhalation um, by Ted Chiang and uh, The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. Um, for the for the Exhalation book, Exhalation book, uh, I am. I guess I've moved up to like number thirty. I was number forty eight or something on the hold list. For the Testaments by Margaret Atwood, um, it's kind of crazy. I'm, it's it's I'm I'm in. There's 346 people ahead of me, or at least there were as of 24 hours ago, uh, which is fine. I'm in no hurry to read it. Like, um, if it comes in six weeks, that's fine with me. Uh, but I do want to read it because I love Margaret Atwood and I love The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which I read in the when did I read it? The early 90s. Um, I haven't seen the TV show. Uh, I have no interest uh, for reasons just that I have no interest in watching a TV show of this end. All of the chatter I hear about how bleak it is makes me also not excited to watch it, but I'm very excited to read uh, Margaret Atwood's sequel. Um, and I don't know if people like, un- I, one of my favorite little parts of 
the Handmaid's Tale, the book is in the epilogue where it, where it takes place um, in the future at a uni- at a university in the Northwest Territories, or actually, no, obviously not the Northwest Territories, the, um, the uh, recently created territory of none of it, um, and it's at a, it's at a university called the University of Denai, um, D E N A I, and comma in the territory of none of it. So it's like a pun, deny none of it. Um, I had to have someone point that out to me in like 1992. Um, um, and of course, Margaret Atwood is a fellow Southern Ontarian Torontonian. So there's that element of, uh, we Canadians are very proud of Margaret Atwood, um, justifiably, I think. And there, I found at Books Are Magic, a Margaret Atwood, um, collection of essays from like 10 years ago now that I want to read. And I may actually buy that because I want to keep that one. But um, anyway, I will see how The Testaments is once 346 other people in Brooklyn read it first. And then um, a copy comes to me. Uh, Let's see. Other than that, the big news the past few weeks has been like Oliver started school. And thankfully, he seems to like first grade more than kindergarten, I think because he's more familiar with the school now. And also, he is. I sad to say, but he's not. He's no longer in the same class with this kid who kind of gave him a hard time all year. Gave everyone a hard time, but Oliver is not the best at handling the hard time receiving. So um, he seems to like things uh, better this year. He, he doesn't put up a fight leaving the house anymore. He kind of happily walks into school. It's kind of weird. He's also falling asleep more easily these days. And um, you know, I may have mentioned in the past that it's. For years, his whole life, he's taken hours to fall asleep, and it's you know every evening is dedicated to this task of getting him to fall asleep. And now he's falls asleep easily. One day it just happened, um, so that's nice. So Oliver's enjoying school. That's great. Um, we had a three ring bender performance at Three's Brewing last week with uh, the crew with. Annie and Ray and Mike Phillips and uh, David Nagler and Stephanie Sanders and Jeremy Haynes. And um, it was fun. The theme this time was Dungeons and Dragons, which turns out none of us really have ever played. But uh, we uh, we did a bunch of like songs, semi-inspired, some, some very vaguely um, that can be connected to that theme. So did... Stonehenge by uh, Spinal Tap, which I got to sing the Nigel parts. Um, Tumbling Dice, uh, Kiss Song, God of Thunder. Um, Dragon Attack by Queen, Stop Dragon, Get It, My Heart Around by Stevie Nicks. Uh, Rock Lobster, not really, I can't remember what the connection there was. Um, And uh, The Season of the Witch by Donovan great fun show um had a lot of friends that come by to check it out so it was just like a really fun night one of those nights where it's just fulfilling in general it's fun you feel like you did something great it's fun to play with such talented people when i was playing the drums the charlie watts (laughs) drum part on tumbling dice and looking around just like what what a what a privilege to like just play such a great song with such a talented group of people um anyway fun bender night uh Next month's October's is going to be a bit more of a like a serious one because we're doing it. It's a tribute to David Berman that Ray is leading, so there'll obviously be a lot of poetry reading and Silver Jews and Purple Mountains performances. And um, I think I will hopefully play a small role in it um, if there's room. If there's if not, I'll be there in the audience regardless because um, it'll be great. 
Um, let's see, looking at my list, music. Uh, it's, well, I think the, the big things I've been listening to the last week is um, Bonnie Prince Billy, who has released his first, he's going to be releasing his first set album of new material in like eight years. And there was a song he released called, um, what is it, At the Back of the Pit? Is that right? Um, just a kind of like upbeat, country-ish, like kind of golden age of country pop song. Um, has like a nice sheen. It has some sax soloing in it. And I feel like it's very like inspired by maybe like that Merle Haggard record that he did. Um, I don't know, he's not afraid to sort of sound like 50s kind of pop country. And it's fantastic because, of course, it's Will Oldham. Um, and then I also listened to When We Are Inhuman, which is the album he did with Bryce Dessner and 8th Blackbird, the quartet, um, where they sort of like do new music you know, capital N, capital M, um, interpretations of, of Bonnie Prince Billy stuff, um, like new partners on there. Um, a song beast in the, uh, beast for thee from the super wolf album. Anyway, it's, I think it's terrific. I loved it. I've actually been listening to it like (laughs) semi repeatedly for the past week. Um, Let's see, Tinder Sticks. The great Tinder Sticks have a new song called The Amputees. It's fantastic. I mean, it sounds exactly like you would expect and want Tinder Sticks to sound like. Also, like, I listened to the new Joan Shelley record, who uh, Joan Shelley actually is friends with and plays with Will Oldham a lot in Louisville. And her new album, Like the River Loves the Sea, is just beautiful and stunning. Highly recommend that. And other than that, let's see on the beer front. Um, I think the beer, the beer of the month so far has been this KCBC, Kings County Brewing Company, this KCBC collab, I guess, with Bar Great Harry, although I don't know what Bar Great Harry did, but it's it's co-branded Bar Great Harry. It's called Thunder Cage. And for a couple of weeks, it was the number two tap at Bar Great Harry. And the cans were also sold <clears throat> in the neighborhood at like Stinky Brooklyn, I think, and um, Whole Foods, where my brother-in-law bought a can. And uh it's just this really cloudy IPA, very dank, which is my my highest uh, recommendation, of course. Um, I guess that's it. Might as well call it nice short. Um, that's been the last couple of weeks. See you back in a week or two. Um, yeah, for the Conrad Life Report, this is me uh, reporting from the couch. Uh, Tuesday evening, September 17th, 2019. This has been episode number 29 and see you soon for episode 30. Um, Take care.